This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome to the Madison Story Slam podcast. It's me, your host, Adam Rosted, and here on today's show, we've got two more wonderful stories for you. But before we get to that, let's get down to a little bit of business. Thanks for tuning in. If you would do us a favor and hit the subscribe button, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts app or on iTunes or anywhere else that you can leave a rating and review for us. That helps a ton. If you want to play a bigger part in what we do on the show and with Madison Story Slam, you can visit patreon.com slash Madison Story Slam. Find us on Facebook by searching Madison Story Slam. Enough. I feel I always feel stupid doing all that. Anyway, like I said, we've got two great stories here on the show today. On the second half of the show, we're going to hear from Becca Wanta about trying to hide some facial additions. But up first, we are going to hear from Rob Fromberg, and it's a story about going on vacation, you know, leaving things behind. It's going to be great. Want to remind you of our upcoming story slams. First up, on Friday, February 8th, we're teaming up with the McFarland Public Library for Best Date, Worst Date. You can find that on Facebook. Also, uh, Saturday, February 16th, at the Wilmar Center, we're doing scars and then on march 16th the theme at the wilmar center will be courage and then we have something special that we're not announcing yet but will soon anyway here's rob it occurs to me at one point in this story that um anybody who didn't grow up in the age of the internet is going to say why didn't you just pull out your smartphone uh so for those of you who didn't live in the era uh, before the internet, um, you have no idea how lost we all were at that time. <laughs> but you're going to see some, ev- I hear evidence of that now. Um, I had uh, banked so many uh, vacation days that I was beginning to think that the HR people whispered to one another and laughed as I walked down the hall. And I, and I would hear people in the break room talk about their fantastic vacations. They were hang gliding one place and hiking another place, places that I, names I couldn't even pronounce and never heard of before. And so finally, with great reluctance, I uh, booked a week at a tiny resort uh, halfway down the Florida Keys, and I embarked on uh, one of the, the toughest challenges for, for anyone, which is to attempt to have fun on vacation. Um, the bus uh, down uh, Highway 1 uh, let me off in front of the resort. Uh, and uh, I looked at it, and predictably, the, the resort looked a little seedier than it had in the brochure pictures, pre-internet brochures. Um, And I looked up and down Highway 1, and I I really didn't see much of anything, uh, and kind of sighed. Um, The next morning, um, I fled. I left, uh, started down Highway 1, and just started walking south. Uh, And uh, I thought maybe I would run into a, a you know, a small town or, or you know, maybe a gas station and a restaurant or, or just any sign of civilization. 
Uh, and I and walked along, and it was, it was sort of astonishing how, you know, over the course of 10 minutes of walking, sort of nothing in my view changed. I was used to the city where you walked 10 minutes and you saw, you know, 100 different buildings and 100 different people. Uh, and, 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 and it occurred to me also that I hadn't brought any or didn't own any sunscreen. And uh, so I, I, was, I was putting my hand over the back of my neck as I felt the, the heat there and the sun beating down there. And then I needed to put my hands over my ears because I felt the sun there. And so I pulled the T-shirt up over the back of my neck and tried to use that. To, and then that just fell down and uh, things were not going well. I kept walking, kept walking, kept walking. Saw nothing, saw nothing, saw nothing. And eventually I, I realized that if I didn't see any place I could go and get shelter, I was going to have to just turn around and walk back. And that would be the same amount of heat, the same amount of effort, the same amount of sweat, the same amount of walking. Uh, but eventually I realized I had to turn around. And, and that moment uh, was, uh, that moment of, of sort of defeat was was palpable as a boulder. Uh, but there was also sort of a sense of relief and surrender. So I'm, it's sort of like, um, you know, when you put yourself in the hands of a, of a great, you know, barber or of a, a physician, it's like, I'm surrendering my body now. Uh, and there's a sense of calm in that. Uh, and so I, I, I felt that I was, I had been beaten down and I was ready for my vacation. <laughs> I, um, uh, and at that point, I uh, uh, adopted the, the habit, the pattern uh, that would serve that vacation for the rest of the week. And, and in a sense, sort of even felt like a new life. Uh, during the day, I would stay inside and wait. Uh, I waited for uh, the sky to begin to dark, darken, for evening to come. And when it was just starting to get dark, I would, I would leave my room and I would go to the, um, the, the check-in area. And next to the check-in area at the resort was a, a set of bookshelves. And they had used books for the people who were staying there. I, I think it says something about the quality of fun that people were expected to have when, you know, on their vacation they were choosing used books to read. And I would, I would take the brightest colored book I could find that looked like an adventure book. And I'd take it down and I'd go into the dining room, sit alone at a table, and I'd open to the middle of the book, I'd order one drink and the fish special, and I would read one scene from the adventure book, and I'd eat my meal, and I'd return the book. By that time, it would be dark, and I would walk to the pool and sit next to the pool. And you could see you know, amazing display of stars, but what I was really interested in was closer to what seemed like the surface of the water in the Gulf. And I would sit there every night, and about every five or ten minutes, there'd be a, a glimmer of light far away from any of the stars. And I decided that that glimmer of light was a, um, a smuggling operation that was taking place off the Gulf. <laughs> and, and I would imagine myself tracking that smuggling operation. And I would find the source of, of where these criminals were and what they were doing and what nefarious things they were up to. And I would, I would find that location. 
and it would be a, a, an empty building and, a, and an empty pier, and I would position myself near that pier, and every night I would sit next to that pier and wait. Thank you. A big thank you to Rob Fromberg for that great story. Hey, if you want to see both of our storytellers in action, you can head to the YouTube videos. The links are in the show notes, so you can click those and watch these stories as they were recorded. And maybe you've always wanted to attend one of our events, but you don't live near Madison. Well, on the third Saturday of every month at 7 p.m. Central Time, when we go live at the Wilmar Center, we also go live on Facebook with video. So on February 16th, grab your phone, open your computer, tune in at 7 p.m. on Facebook, and join us. Up next, it's Becca Wanta. So I'm going to tell a story um, about New Year's Day. About five-ish years ago, I was... 18 years old, on winter break, back from home after my first semester from college, so all my high school friends were together, and you know the problems that causes, so we all decided the day after New Year's Eve that we were going to go to Starship Tattoo and Piercing in Greenfield, Wisconsin, for their buy one, get one free piercing deal. I was not a piercing person at the time, Uh, no tattoos, um, maybe one piercing on each earlobe, not crazy, Um, but everybody's like, yeah, yeah, like the deals, like we have no money, so seven or eight of us all go to Starship, and we're in there, and I'm getting pumped, because for the past few months, I was like, yeah, I might get angel bites. That's not a casual piercing. Like, that's really, that's like bookmarking an emo phase. So I like, I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd get angel bites. Not ever seriously going to do that. But it was buy one, get one free day. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I'll get my angel bites this day. Like, buy one, get one. Uh, angel bites are the opposite of snake bites. So it's one piercing here, one piercing here. And so... We get there, there's about seven or eight of us, and we're just in this kind of piercing lounge, and I start to realize how real it is, and I'm just like, ugh, like, I'm one of five siblings, directly in the middle, so I'm inclined to not rock the boat, so I was like, oh, my parents won't like this, and... I start, like, hesitating, and my friends start to notice, and they're like, no, like, we drove here, we're all getting piercings, like, some people are adding their buy one, get one, I was, like, the perfect example of, like, the ultimate buy one, get one, so, so I was peer pressured into this, I had been talking about it for a while, but regardless, Um, so I'm sitting in the piercer's chair, and oh my gosh, just like for a moment, feel your lip. It's thick. It hurt. Like, so I got it, and I distinctly, all I remember from that moment, I got them pierced, is like, as the piercer was holding my lip out, because they pull your lip out, you look ridiculous. I had like two friends in the room with me, because that's all they allowed, and I was like, I need support. And so I'm sitting in there, pierce one, and I was like, I just remember like them pulling, oh, awful. So we get to round two. I'm like, okay, it's done. I'm feeling badass. I'm just like, okay, like I did this. Like, this is great. I go to the mirror and it really sets in. I'm like, I'm going to have to go home. 
with this. I live with my parents. This is break after first year of college. Like it, I've been there a week so far. I have three more to go. So I'm just like, wow, okay, uh, like looking like, and they do the big bars, so they stick out a little bit because you're swollen, you're red, it's so ugly. And so I look in the mirror and I'm like, we need to take one out. And have you ever just felt like a collective eye roll? Like all three people in the room with me were like, oh my God. Like, so like peer pressure was one thing. The sale pressure was another thing. I love a good sale. Now the buy one, get one didn't even matter. I took one of them out. So now I just have a misplaced Monroe. And so I leave the store. Everybody has their piercings. I was like, awesome. This is great. I'm I have one piercing now, this is manageable. And then I'm driving home alone and I'm just like, how am I actually, how am I actually going to go home with this? Like my parents are not into piercings, tattoos, unnaturally colored hair, like all that sort of thing. So I'm just like, ugh. But then, like an epiphany, um, on Christmas I had gotten a gift uh, from my boyfriend at the time of a gift that wasn't actually suited to me. I don't know why he got me it, because it's not something I would normally wear, but it was a Vikings yarn hat with a beard attached to it. <laughs> Whatever you're picturing, that's it. Like, it was huge red yarn beard with a mustache, perfectly placed, and this hat with the horns. And so I had that in my car as I was driving home, and I like put it on, it was perfect. It fit perfectly, I was like, okay, this'll work. And I wore it for two weeks um, at my house, so paralyzed by disappointing my mom, like the mere thought of disappointing my mom. I wore that, I ate dinner in between like the yard lips. It was, it was so much that and it wasn't even a me thing. Like, my mom was like, why? Like, why are you doing it? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I just love it. <laughs> so, wore it for about two weeks, uh, nonstop, um, around my parents. And then finally it gets to me. Like, I just feel, one, it's been on too long. Like, the piercing's irritated. It has not seen air. Like, I, like, need this off. And then it was just getting to me. So... Looking back, I had one week to go. Could have just one week to go, and then I would have gone back some other time, could have healed, whatever. But I go downstairs one night, and my mom and my stepdad, they're watching TV. It's just a chill, like, January night, and I walk downstairs in my Viking hat and beard. And I was like, Mom, Rich, I need to talk to you. And they're like, what? And I, like, dramatically take off. <laughs> my Viking beard and hat. I'm just like, I got a piercing. And they're like, what? Like, it doesn't look good. Like, it is a misplaced Monroe. It's like right here, like too close to your lip. You're like, what are you doing? So one, they're not into the piercing. Then I'm like, no, 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 no. I had two. I took one out. I took one out. And then they were like a little more irritated. They're like, wait, so that's why you were wearing that. That, Anyways, all the pieces fit together finally. Um, I defiantly wore the piercing for a few more months. Um, it did not look good, mind you. I eventually took it out. Um, eventually uh, thoroughly washed and donated the hat. So somebody has no idea the history behind that magical um, disguise. 
yeah, so that is my peer pressure and how I coped with it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Becca. I also had a lip piercing at one point in my life. I know, it's hard to believe. <laughs> Who said, oh my God? <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on now. Whoever said, oh my God, and then my wife said, I don't know, but they're right. Come on, I looked good with a lip piercing. I didn't. I, I looked like a guy who works on a farm trying to be emo. I don't work on a farm. I just dress like it. <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. That's it for today. Thank you to Rob and Becca for sharing their stories in front of a live crowd at the Wilmar Center and also here on the podcast. And once again, you can check them out on YouTube. The links to the videos are here in the show notes as you're playing this episode, so you can check them out there. And check out the other YouTube videos of all of our storytellers and uh, subscribe to the channel while you're there. Once again, just a reminder that we have several story slams coming up. First, Friday, February 8th at the McFarland Public Library, we have the theme Best Date, Worst Date, so come on out for that. Then Saturday, February 16th, we're back at the Wilmar Center for Scars. And then March 16th, we're back at the Wilmar Center again for the theme Courage. And like I said at the top of the show, we have something special coming up in March, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Info will be out soon. That's it for today. Thanks for tuning in once again, and as always, I love you.